When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 95. My name's Turner Sparks. My name is Mike Kaplan. You can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at K-A-P. Cap in America. On the podcast today, we have author, comedian Audrey Murray. Yes, this is her third time on the pod. Third time on the podcast. Yeah, joining an exclusive club. Ooh, the three-timers the three-timers club. club. Only a couple. She just, she, she just wrote a book. It came out. A few days ago, yeah. called Open Mic Night in Moscow and other stories from my search for black markets, Soviet architecture, and emotionally unavailable Russian men. That is a ringing title. I love Who it. else could be more perfect for our podcast Yeah, than I, the great Audrey Murray? Also, can I say this, Kaplan? Uh-huh. I got the book. You have it. I'm ho- seeing it. You're holding it in your arms right now. I got it at Barnes and big, Noble. It's a thick book. It's I got. I'm gonna give her credit when she gets here. She wrote a lot of words, <laughs> which is <laughs> you get more bang for your buck if you buy this book, people. Exactly. That's one of this. Yeah, it's per word. It's very cheap. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's a good yeah good price per word. And in the in the sleeve in the back sleeve, which you should start with when you get a book, go to the sleeve first. The back sleeve. Back sleeve. Yeah. You don't go first. Yeah. Sleeve. Do it it's like Hebrew. You read, read backwards. Hebrew. Yeah. And first thing you want to know is what they look like. <laughs> yes. Exactly. That's always number one. Yeah. Anyone writes a book, you're like, how can I read this if I don't know? Are they hot? Right. Are I mean, they? I mean, I if I see someone who's Japanese. hot, I, I usually don't want to read the book. But oh. I'm because I you you, know. you just end up googling them and then you're done. <laughs> no, I just well, I always think like ugly people are, are better writers. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad. That that's what gives me hope as a writer. But anyway, go on. In the in the back <laughs> sleeve of the book, it says Audrey Murray has appeared on. The dun 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 Lost uh, in America podcast. Wow, and that, a couple other crappy ones. We don't is that is that why there. she got the book deal? Right, I think that's why I think she, she got, got it. it after being appearing the first I, time. I think episode no, that, seven for people who want to go back. To or her. the second time when she did the dating show. Yes, I think they heard that <laughs> and they're really, like, we got to give her a I book. Think they gave her they gave her an advance and then they gave her like a what do they call it in the book business? They also the named <laughs> they also named the Shanghai Comedy Corner podcast, and I'm going to use this platform to go after them publicly. Okay, here's take why: it, take them down, take, take them off. I want I don't want them to be on the paperback edition of this book. When I don't. We'll, we'll bring. Yeah, yeah, they don't have a sleeve on a paperback. Yeah. Oh, but. whoops. <laughs> <laughs> they still mention where they put the office from. Here's what happened: I went on that podcast a few years ago. Uh huh. Doing them a favor. Yeah, of course. You know they need to get eyeballs. Yeah, trying to get some downloads. And so I go on. Uh, lovely podcast. Have a good time. Goes up. He puts it up. I think it goes to number one. I think it's. <laughs> I think one it's in what in, in his <laughs> podcast. Okay, Shanghai Comedy Corner. But and then a few years later, we're at some comedy club. We have some comedian over visiting. Should we just say? I don't know if we shouldn't say who it is. I don't want to get him wrapped up in a this. Big, a big name. A big get. Big get. He's yeah. a big ranter on this podcast. A, a friend of our podcast. Yes. He's over in Shanghai doing doing a tour with us. And this Shanghai Comedy Corner podcast weasel <laughs> goes up to him all week long, goes, come do my podcast, come do my podcast. Well, it's up, but we've, Andy Curtin and I fl- fly the guy over. Andy has a podcast at that point called Lost in the Middle. It's going to come back at some point. Check it out. Lost in the Middle. Lost in the Middle podcast. Mm-hmm. Middle Kingdom, China. Uh, okay. So this, so we go. Sorry, this guy's doing Andy's podcast. Plus, he's on our tour. We flew him out, and the guy won't stop. He goes, "No, this guy, he, your friend, 
wants to do my podcast. I go, he doesn't want to do your podcast. He called you a weasel. You got to get out of here. And then the guy takes my episode down. Deletes your episode because his comic would not do his podcast, and you told him that he wouldn't do it. I That's had to be the claim. bad guy. That's some censorship. On his part. Yeah, on his part. And yeah. then what happened to his podcast? It's, I, I don't even know if it's in business anymore. That's what happens when, you come, when you come at the king. That's what you get. <laughs> you better not miss. <laughs> My God. We should have this guy on our podcast just so we could delete him. The weasel? Like, the weasel. Have we him should. on. Put up there for a week and then delete it. That's a good idea. Speaking of comedy. Yes. I'm coming to Mill Valley, California on <laughs> August 28th. Oh, baby, August 28th. Great day for comedy. August 28th. It's a Tuesday night. I'll be at the Throckmorton Theater. Get your tickets at their website. Come on out to that, Throckmorton Theater, Mill Valley, California. That's where uh, when Robin Williams was alive, he lived down the street, and he'd be there all the time. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's a big really, reason to come. doesn't really help you, Dallas. You're really a huge <laughs> fan of Robin Williams. and He might have walked by this comedy club. There's <laughs> way August, to do other things. August 29th. That's a Wednesday night. I'll be at the Punchline Sacramento. Okay. Coming did, home. Did Paige Stoyakovich live down the street from there? Or no? He Anyone? used to do a lot of comedy there, too. <laughs> all right. So I'll be there. Get your tickets at Punchline, uh, at the Punchline website, or you can all go to turnersparks.com, and you can get redirected through there. Those are both big shows. It's going to be a lot of fun. The Punchline Sacramento one's huge. Get those now. That's going to sell out. Will Myrna Sparks be there? Myrna Sparks will be in attendance. Oh, my God. You got to go just to meet Myrna. Gary Sparks. Gary Sparks, if you want to cook some books. Accountant to the might, pot, He I'll might be, be taking questions afterwards. Amazon people. Yes. If you want to support our podcast, support this show, but you don't live in New York City, can't come to our live shows, even if you can, go to all you have to do, you're going to buy stuff on Amazon anyway. Before you buy, shop on Amazon, go to lostinamericapod.com, click on the Amazon advertisement in the upper right hand corner. That'll take you back to Amazon, do your regular shopping. We yeah. get a percentage of that money. We need that money. We want to we want to make it to 100 episodes, people. We need the lights to stay on. We're almost we got, out we're of five, business. We're five to go. We just keep buying stuff, people. Exactly. We, producer Randy Lee doesn't work for free. No, he's behind the glass, and he's 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 not happy about it right now. He's so. not happy at all. <laughs> he's not happy with us. Cap, should we get to Lost in America? <laughs> Let's play the music. Play Randy, them. play the music. Play the music, Randy Lee. <laughs> All right, we're back. Kaplan. Yes. I'm lost in America this week. Continually lost. Continually lost. This is a big one. So this is the first time we just moved apartments, as we all know. Yes. Yeah, Do yeah, not yeah. move into the projects. No. We're in Cobble Hill. No. La Dida. Brooklyn. Oh, anything with a hill in it. New, anyone? Yeah, yeah, said, I will only live anywhere with a hill or a heights. Hill or a heights? Yeah. That's her rule. Go so on. we move in. The new place. First time we've ever had, we have a super. A super. And from what I can tell, that means a landlord, but your landlord. I don't know what a super is, so that's kind of why I'm coming to you. Okay. I know it's a guy who's, like, in charge of our building. <laughs> I don't, because our landlord lives in uh, in Georgia, the state, not the country, the state of state. Georgia. Both are far away. Yeah, and so they got this super who I think lives in, a, in the building. And does that mean a superintendent? The only thing I know about a super <laughs> is from the movie with Joe Pesci in the 1980s, The Super. Okay. Where they're like on the cover, some guy's playing basketball, and then he's standing there like with his arms up. Like, I don't know. Is Joe Pesci the super, right? I think he is. I haven't is. seen the movie, but he looks like I could see him playing a super. Yeah, so what does super stand for? Or is it an acronym? Like, I, That's a great date. Where does that term come from? 
<laughs> superintendent? <laughs> He's not the superintendent. Supervisor? Supervisor. I think that's where we're going to go with that. Your super doesn't live in your building, though. He's just like, he works for the, right? Your super, particular. Unclear. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. It's very, it, it could be good. Be, befriend him early on. Yeah. How, I, is he, like, what's his nationality? Do you know if you met this guy? Dominican. Yeah, they're, they're maybe always, Puerto Rican. They're always miscellaneous Spanish speaking. Miscellaneous Spanish speaking is <laughs> exactly what he is. It's very hard to figure out. Latin American. But try to, you know, befriend him. Uh, don't, because uh, it's very valuable. Okay, like, but here, can I, so I have a question. A specific instance happened last week. Okay. Incident. So what happened was, I in my head, the super, he's in charge of everything. He's in charge of the building. He's in charge of the whole thing. So we live on the first floor. We also have a basement. The basement has access to, like, the general basement for the building. Okay. So we have, uh, I'm walking home a couple days ago, and there's a Con Edison guy out there, like an electricity guy out there on the street. And he sees me walk into my apartment, which is on the, at the street level. Okay. And he goes, hey, you live there? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, oh, cool. I need to get into your basement. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, there's no, he doesn't have a truck Does he have a uniform on or something? He has a hat. <laughs> He's got a hat. He has a hard hat. Does, and does it that's say Con it. Edison on the hard hat? It says Con Edison, which is like Great. the electric company. Well, you could probably get that hard hat at the vintage store or something. A hundred percent. You could get it anywhere. So he goes, oh, I need to get into your basement. And I went, uh, I don't know. Let me call the super, which because uh, I've been told that's good. Well, we'll play it. You're not as or so off the boat as they thought. So I call the super, and he goes, absolutely not. We have no appointment with Con Edison. Do not let anyone into this building. And I said, okay, fine. I come back out and I go. You can understand your super that well. Oh yeah, this is a this is a great super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. super I've ever had, I I've loved them all. I can never say a word they're saying on the phone. <laughs> it's always like. Let him in. Don't let him in. What? What? Can you keep no, him here? No, he says absolutely not. Okay. So I so I go out. I go. Sorry, Con Edison. I can't let you in, Mister Edison. Mister Edison. And the guy goes, "All right. Uh, don't worry about it." Um, I said, "The lamp. The the super won't let me." He goes, "Don't worry about it. I'll be back in like an hour." Ooh. So he says, "Don't worry about it," but he doesn't take no for an answer. An hour later, he comes back. He goes, "Hey, uh, just checking back. I need to get into your Are building." Are you sitting waiting outside for him? Me? Yeah, what do you mean? He's checking back. Oh, you hit your buzzer? He's going to knock on my door again. Oh, oh. Yeah, and so then an hour later, I'm in my apartment. He knocks on the door again. Hey, I, I need to get into your building now. And I went, yeah, I don't know. I t- called the super. <laughs> he said no. And he goes, well, call him again. I call him again. The super doesn't answer. He's off the, uh, off, the, off the map. Yeah. I text him, no answer. So I just go, hey, dude, I'm sorry. I can't let you in. Super says no. Are you the only one who lives in this building? We live at the so our door is at the street, okay, uh, and then there's a door next to us that goes up to everyone else. So you can give him access to the basement. Imagine we almost have like a suite, right? And then everyone else you have to go up the stairs. We can give him access to the basement exactly. Oh. And so he says, if the super, if you won't let me in, the super won't let me in. I'm gonna have to call the fire department. They'll be here in five minutes, and they're not gonna ask. They're is, just gonna get in. Is he explaining what is the reason he needs to get in for at this point? Very vaguely. He goes, oh, there's a water thing down the street, and you might have a gas. There might be a gas issue. Probably not, but I need to check it out. Right. Again, no truck anywhere, no uniform, just a hat, yeah. and no ID, no, no nothing. Mm. And I'm like, dude, I can't let you in. And he goes, all right, I'm going to call the fire department. Wow. Five minutes later. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like five, literally five minutes. I open the door, a fire truck <laughs> with eight firemen in full uniform, and one of them oh, has an axe, not... like an axe to knock down my door. Is there like a cat in a tree, or is there like smoke, or what, how's it, what's it, how, how, how urgent are they seeming? They're like ready to bolt it. They're Dude, ready... he has an axe. <laughs> He's got an axe. He's right. ready to knock my axe door down. Urgency. I'm not kidding. Eight firemen. And I'm, I open it, and I'm like, hello? And the guy goes, we need to get in your basement now. 
And I'm like, uh, yeah, can I call the super? He goes, I'm not interested. He goes, I heard the story. Not interested in your super. Let me in or we'll knock the door down. I'm like, all right. So they come in. They go downstairs. Apparently, there was a legitimate uh, gas issue on the street. They wanted to check if it was coming from our basement. It was not coming from our basement. But Kaplan, what would you do in that scenario? By the way, this whole time, Ye was saying, do not let these people in. Do not let them in. Do not let them in. So if your wife's telling you not to and the super's telling you not to, uh, my whole thing is I'm not going to let him in. Because if I let him in and then he steals everything, now I'm the asshole with my wife and the super. Right. I, uh, I probably would have let him in. I'm pretty trusting of guys in hard hats. You would have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trusting of the working class. Uh, if he's got a good disguise, it depends on his If he had a real New York like gruffness to him, I would have been probably a little bit scared of him and just let him in. The, the Con Ed guy. Like, did he have like a... Because the fireman sounds like guy I would definitely let in. Well, you let the <laughs> fireman in because he's in full suit. Right. With eight other firemen's in full suit. And he has a fire truck. I would have tried so to put I don't the super think on the phone with him, I guess. I don't I would, think someone's going to... Oh, the, the super I, would not... For the next would, two and a half hours, no answer. What time of day is this? From like six to eight at night. I get... Oh. There's get, no cell phone right. answer. No, uh, no text and you, answer. And there's no like other person to call? No, there's nothing. I would probably have fucked it up in some way. I know that about, much about me. Well, so <laughs> I actually left that one part now that I remember. So at one point, the Con Edison guy, before the fire trucks came, I let him, he goes, I really just need to get in. It's going to take two minutes. You can walk downstairs with me, yeah, and then I'll walk you back up, and I'll leave. But if you don't let me in, I have to call the fire department. And so I'm like, all right, cool. So I let him like three or four steps in. Ye is in the kitchen making food. She sees him and she looks at me like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and so then I stop him and she, and I'm like, sorry, I can't let you in the rest of the way. And now he's like, what? But Because right. I'm, I'm backtracking, but I see the thing. And my whole thing is, I would rather have a fireman knock down my door mm. than have my wife blame right. me forever right. that I let this guy While she's in. cooking, especially. Especially while she's cooking. She's, yeah, yeah. Cookingwithyea.com. <laughs> Go exactly. check it out. Good plug. Yeah. You'll learn that New York kind of an utility. They fucking suck in general. Oh, so I made the right move. I mean, they, they you know, Randy had like Randy Kaplan, not Randy Lee, had a, uh, years ago, had a situation where she had a meter that she was sharing. Like, basically, it was a split meter. Like, she found out after years that, like, she'd been paying someone else's gas bill. Okay. And you tell Con Ed about this, and they're like, uh, you should have, like, basically, like, you should have known your bill was too high. Like, well, they exactly. don't take responsibility for anything. So, like, the idea that they're going to come in and you got to help them figure out. No way, right? Yeah. They're not going to help you. This so is don't... your version of, like, you, you're not, you're, you're never going to be like, fuck the police, but you can be like, fuck Con Ed. Exactly. Not... Fuck the electric company. Fuck the electric company. Because if they come in and something gets broken, I'm never getting reimbursed for that. No. Okay. No. That's no. all. <laughs> Into so, the nap. So, the super. Yes. We'll, we'll keep our eye on him. We haven't ruled yet if he's a good guy or a bad guy, but we have. And we still aren't 100% sure what it is. What it is. No, we've solved nothing. Ints is an app. And you can get it in the app store. It's up to five-minute audio recordings. You can, uh, you can, you can, you can int something. You can record something with your voice and then immediately tweet it out. You can. And you can. I'm telling people they should use Ents more because I Ents the other day. I was out. We, were out. we had a big business meeting. We did. Out in Woodside. Yes. And, uh, Details to come. There was a fast food restaurant. Uh, what did I tell you it was called? Jollibee. Jollibee, right? I was like totally confused. I thought as an American, I'm an expert on fast food. Totally confused. What the fuck is this? It had chicken. They had peach melba pie. I I to I everybody. Like, can somebody help me out? And immediately back, I got this guy 
burn at both burn at both ends. Ooh. He, he's at ends. Follow him. He answers questions. He immediately answers me back out. It's a Filipino fast food place. Gave me all the information on it. It's the McDonald's of the Philippines. Yeah. I could have told you. That. I guess I could have just called you, but if you're <laughs> in if you're anywhere in, in in the world and you see a, a Jollibee, uh-huh. there's Filipinos nearby. There's Phil- that's good to know because I was just totally. I'm very excited for fast. I felt like I was in another country. Like yes. there's a random fast food place I've never heard of with like a different kind of like symbol and different combo meals and the currency looked like I didn't even know what the currency was. It oh, they like, run a different. You have to give them. They uh, had this pesos, weird combo deal. I realized, yeah, well, I realized later it was like a family meal, but it seemed like twenty nine thirty five for this combo. And I was like, are they looking? At, is this not dollars? Is this something else? I was very confused. I was really lost in America at the moment. So thank you. All thank right, you family. Thank you. Well, there I see Audrey Murray just came she's, in the door. She's roaming the halls. Let's bring her in. Bring her in. Come on in. <laughs> We're back with our guest, Audrey Murray. Audrey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me back. Published author, Audrey Murray. That's We told you to go away for a while, write a book, come back to us when you had something. I know. it was. Re- that is how I finished the book. It yeah, was motivating. that motivation. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah. I, I also think what happened, we mentioned this earlier, but when you did that dating episode, I, th- they were listening. Yeah. <laughs> I think you were like, I can do better if I am published. <laughs> William Morrow. Is it William Morrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were listening, and they were like, we need to give this Personal. Yeah, they were. That was when it started. Actually, I published a book and wrote it in four months. Uh, it's. I, I was going for the Guinness Book of World Records. So exciting! And like, and you wrote a lot of pages. I noticed. It's a really long book. <laughs> Kaplan's uh, most impressed I'm most by the impressed amount of words. By, as a writer, I'm most impressed by the amount of words. I feel I like as a writer, <laughs> <laughs> judged by by the total. I like to instead of like. Uh, shortening sentences right to be more economical as a writer I say just add a the add a then <laughs> exactly a, articles article yeah I and I used really big font big too font, which yeah. helped up the page two count two spaces after a period yep. or one no two, two. Okay. sometimes three if three. I felt okay. like there wasn't enough content <laughs> lots of commas right yeah like, I would say that's some good writing yeah it I, should be really pleasurable the, to read <laughs> the other thing I want to say <laughs> is I've been reading this for the past week it's the first book I've read all year because wow. no one reads books anymore. This is, the, this is the Lost in America book club. First selection. <laughs> Number oh one. Oh, my God. Wow, I'm so, Take, I'm so... Coming for you, Oprah. Honored. It, it's Thank the you. first book I've read all year. And reading it on... Because I've been reading... I've been trying to like get as much through as much as possible before this, uh, before this podcast. So I've been reading it on trains and in public situations. Oh, s- yes. Smart. Yes. Advertising. Say, advertising. Yeah, it, yeah. Also, if anyone's feeling bad about yourself, read a book in public... <laughs> You feel you feel better than feel everyone smarter. around you, right? Yeah. You feel smug. You feel right. Very everyone smug. Everyone else is playing Candy Crush, and you're yes. like they're not spinning. even reading. Yeah. yeah, they're not even reading Kindles anymore. That's too much for people. They are on the Candy Crush or the texting. Right. Or Instagram. It used to matter in the old days what you read. Yeah, like if somebody's reading People magazine, everyone's like, ooh, yeah. puke. Right. Yeah. Or but if you're reading a New York Times, I was like, woo. But now, if, literally, if you're just reading, yeah, you, and it's not on a phone. Yeah, you used to have to read Tolstoy to impress people. No, not now, anymore. You can read Mein Kampf as long as you're reading a book, the exactly. Version, not <laughs> the uh, not the Kindle version. I have a friend. I'm not even kidding. Who's reading the uh, Unabomber's manifesto right now? <laughs> yes, he said oh, it's great God. reading. Wait, How? is it published or did he have to like print it out from the internet? I think yeah, somebody got their grubby hands on it. Oh. I don't know if huh. it's Harper Collins or who. Probably. Will that be next month's <laughs> next month's bush selection? Props <laughs> somebody's, <laughs> somebody's making money off my off the, the Unabomber's manifesto. Yeah, it's very it's a satisfying feeling reading a book. I agree. I I do read books so. 
Honestly, I, I think I, it would help get people out of depression. Yeah, and I think it could help um, because- But only in public. It's, who cares at, at home yeah, by nobody yourself? reads at home. Well, I mean, you could have someone take a picture of you doing it, post it online. That's even it's better. Like, yeah, exactly, because then more more eyes on it. Yes. Right. More and then, and the other thing is they should consider having people read books in public, like almost like actors. Oh, pay people. Then it pay people, because then it'll, it'll make- Book it makes reading look cool again. Yeah, pay some good looking people to reading. In oh public. yeah, like how people pay like uh, and it's good advertisements for the book. Right, I should get on this. You should get. Yeah, you should. It's like how people stuff. have uh, Paris Hilton. They pay her like ten grand to come to like their <laughs> pool party. They still like, do, is Paris Hilton still relevant? I, I, I mentioned Paris. Left for China. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mentioned Paris Hilton specifically because I was in Atlantic City last week doing a show, and the Tropicana Hotel had Paris Hilton. Wow. Wait, is that hotel owned by the Orange Juice brand or? That's what no I thought, relation? but no, oh, completely okay. unrelated. No, it's huh. the Tropicana. Yeah, it's, wow. the, it's the one. It comes right after, right before Trump in the alphabetical index of the. Hotels of Atlantic City. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, I'm still like, were there two families named Tropicana who just ended up being very successful in business? Or like, Damn. how did. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. That's a, yeah, it's a name that breeds success. Right. Yeah. When you, well, when you're born with that name, yeah. Uh-huh. You have no choice. Right. You have so to. your book. Yeah. Open Mic Night in Moscow. Yeah. First of all, you start, this is not like a um, history of, you, you go through Eastern Europe, yeah. right? And Central Asia. Yeah. Over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. Yep. As you t- told us. You set it up in a very brilliant way, which I think we do on this podcast every once in a while as well, is that you're like, hey, I'm not an expert. And so therefore <laughs> yeah. you don't have to do research. Yeah, Because yeah, you're yeah. like, if anything goes wrong, listen, you shouldn't have, this is my story. This is right. not like the history right. of. Right. If so, yeah, the book yeah. reviewers can't be like, oh, this is an error on page once, because you're come out and saying that. Well, we had Adam right. Van Levison on before and he had a fatwa put against oh, right. him. That was our original oh book selection. Oh my God. Because he's Jewish and he wrote about the Middle East right. and he messed something up at some point or they think he did. Uh, but with you, I think you're in the clear. I also They don't do like... fatwas in Russian. They, in Russia. they just <laughs> no. hack you and... And steal all your data <laughs> right, and like right. financial information. Yeah, so but you live. I honestly feel like I might prefer a fatwa. Probably shouldn't say that out loud. It would be <laughs> good publicity. Good for your yeah, brand. What, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's uh, So what's the... Um, what was the reason? I know you say in the beginning of this book that you don't know what the reason is. Yeah. But do you figure it out by the end of the book? The reason I went on the trip? Yes. Um. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I think it, it was definite. I think the shortest way to explain it is uh, a series of Russian boyfriends who sort of like made me interested in this part of the world. Slash, I was like running out of supply in the cities I was in. So I was like, need to... I need to go to the source to find... (laughs) Oh, you're out of supply of Russians? Yeah. In New York City? Yeah, and and Shanghai. I was like back and forth. What year was this in? This is uh, 2015. Right, because I feel like Russian guys now... It right. must be really easy to. They must be so hard for them to date. And oh my god! If I was Russian, I would leave. There's do you like, think they're lying out where they're from, pretending to be Ukrainian, or what do you think? I mean, I would go to a Trump state, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, red, you think in red states, Ru- Russian they're killing guys killing it dominate? Right now. Yes, <laughs> they're destroying. Yes, that's a- this is going to be great because like a lot of women will then relate to, or like men who date men will relate to uh, the premise of my book, which is that Russian dudes are really hot. That is the premise right. of the book. The, the, yeah. the men who date men in the who are Trump voters <laughs> are loving Russian guys right now. Yes, it's a very specific. Yeah, thing it's of. a real niche, but uh, they, they they can have whoever they want yeah. within that subset. Riding on horses, shirtless. It's and, a yeah. very. I feel like it's a year. Um, is this to like get past all of your past relationships? 
Is that well, what the I mean, idea of the book was? No. Not I, the idea of the book, the idea of the trip. Yeah. I think the idea of the trip was honestly, like, I just really wanted to go to these places. And I thought that if I, like, dated enough Russians, like, one would finally take me there. And after the last one, which was just, like, Really, I like was putting myself through a lot for like the chance to maybe get to go to Belarus with like <laughs> my Belarusian boyfriend who was married and had a kid. And <laughs> I was like, there has to be an easier way to do that. Familiar. <laughs> yeah, this is so weird because you're like the only person who This knows. is so odd because I know yeah. there's someone you write about in the book. Yeah. Where you use a different name. Yeah. Um, can I say that? Yeah. Okay. But- I know the person. Yeah. Uh, I know you this whole. The code. <laughs> I know like half of, and I, I don't know if half of this relationship, I've gone through the whole book yet, but there's parts of this relationship I'm very familiar with. And then parts I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. And then it's also odd to read a book about friends of yours <laughs> relationship with yeah, each other. I know. It's definitely like, I feel weird that you have that insight reading it, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think. And so you're like, okay, well, why do I need to date people? I can just go there myself. Yeah. Women's power. I yeah. know. But it really took me like way too many years to figure that out. So if anyone's listening right. and like struggling with the same thing, like if you have a passport and like a, I don't know, like decent amount of vacation time saved up, you can just go. You don't have to. Second wave feminism is knowing you can go to Belarus by yourself. <laughs> you do not need a man to go to Belarus. All right. That's, ladies. Yeah. I'm going to start that hashtag. How was Belarus? <laughs> Did you enjoy Belarus when you finally got there? Yeah. Because it feels like a lot of buildup. Yeah. What were your expectations going in? Well, it was really weird because because I had that boyfriend from Belarus. And so I, like, really didn't know what to expect. Also because he had always kind of painted it as this, like, very, like, scary, cold place. And I had also been to Turkmenistan, which is another... Much warmer, right? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's much warmer. Please, I've been to Turkmenistan. (laughs) That is... Yeah, go ahead. But no, so like those are the two most like authoritarian regimes to come out of the Soviet Union. So I was really yeah. nervous. And then everyone in Belarus was so nice. It was like so bizarre. Like I would walk around looking like mildly confused and people would come up to me in English and be like, where are you going? And then they'd like take the bus with me to make sure I got there. It was a bizarre. It was so cool. Authoritarians up top, but down low. Yeah. Nice, very nice polite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you mean any Kaplinskis while you were there? <laughs> I should ask in Belarus. Um, That's where a lot of my my family hails from, I believe. Yeah, you know, I did meet, there was actually weirdly like a Belarusian version of you. He works for Belarusian Robert De Niro. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out. Robert. I don't even know how you would say that. I think there's, when you're dating someone from a foreign country who's never been to your country, there's two ways to do it. Either you say it's like really, really scary. because it makes you seem tougher. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You right? want to oversell it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You want to oversell it. Or you're like, oh, it's great. It's the best because you want to seem like I would always I would go the other way. Because you want But even if you're not dating, just someone you're talking to who's never had your experience. I'm the opposite. I always say whatever I did was the best. Right. I don't know why. I just do. I'm like, oh, it's great. I had a blast. It was so much fun, even if it was like kind of average. You wow. know. Actually, I should probably do that more. It makes it probably makes you like a better conversationalist. So well, then, it's like people who have jobs and they either too t- they either complain all the time, right, about it, or, they work, it. or they love yeah. it. And you know, yeah. who wants to hear someone complain about their job? So right. exactly. <laughs> so then, was it? Were you disappointed when you got there and it wasn't as rough as you thought? 
No, because I mean, I was like straight up scared. Like I remember, uh, so I took, first of all, I entered Belarus by bus, which I write about in the book was not like, mm. you know, when you're like going to like a country of an ex-boyfriend where things ended on kind of bad terms, you want to like make a really like dramatic entrance that like, like announces. Horse drawn, drawn carriage. Exactly. Dun, 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 dun. But I took like. Parachute in. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. That was jetpack maybe. Yeah, jetpack. Uh, hoverboard. But no, I took a bus. and the um, Express at least? <laughs> which felt like, you know, sneaking in through the back door. And then, I, so I was crossing the border from Ukraine to Belarus. And the border crossing is in this, like, beautiful national forest. And anytime you cross the border, you basically, like, you do the exit for one country. And then you drive a little bit more. And you do the entry for the next country. So we exit Ukraine. Everyone gets back on the bus. We drive a little bit. And then they, like, open the door. And these people, like, run off into the woods to sneak into Belarus illegally. And I was like, this does not feel like safe at all, especially because Belarus is like, you know, like the last dictatorship in Europe. <laughs> like you so, sneaking in. Yeah, yeah, dictators. Got people. yeah, I was so confused. But um, but yeah, but then I got there and like this woman I was on the bus with, like insisted that I wait with her and for her husband to come. And they like drove me to my hotel and like. And it was just a week of people just really going out of their way for me. So, no, it wasn't disappointing because I was terrified. Okay. And I was, like, very happy to, like, not feel like I was going to get arrested or murdered. And was part. this is weird for me because to ask questions about a relationship that I sort of know about. But it is in your book. Yeah. No, I don't mind answering. Yeah. Was there part of you going because you wanted to see where your ex-boyfriend was from? Oh, totally. Yeah. I think, well, because you, you've dated people from other countries, and, but you knew... Like, your yeah. wife, you knew where she was from. I think, yeah. like, when you're dating someone, you're, like, so curious about the parts of them you don't know. Or maybe that's just me. So, yeah, it was really, like, oh, is this going to, like, explain? Because, you know, he's also, like, a very specific type of person. Yeah. And I was, like, is this going to explain all the weird things that sort of didn't make sense? And, yeah, just to have, like... A place to put, or like a picture to put to a place. I was, I was definitely super curious about that. And Turner's exes have always they, they travel over to Sacktown all the time. Check out the uh, <laughs> Eldorado Hills. I think I think I, got, I account for fifty percent of tourism to yeah, Sacramento. Yeah. Myrna's <laughs> always making them tea and then putting them back on their way. She's used to it by now. Making them tea, <laughs> fixing them a cup for their journey. Uh, so, uh, okay. Well, I'm glad I'm not. It's no, very normal. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A normal. I know and it is super weird. Yeah. I'm jumping around here, but what is a Mountain Jew? Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yes. Get um, to the headline. <laughs> we got to sell some books here. Okay. Uh, we well, want the alt-right to well buy then, this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys will have to read the book to find out what it is. But no, actually, you can't do that because I never really found out. So I was like, <laughs> when I was in Kazakhstan, I... Oh, I was going to say, it sounds like a Borat thing. It like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you're kind of right. Yeah. Um. But I was in Kazakhstan and I was staying in this hostel that was having a meditative drum circle on like the third night I was there. And they were like, oh, you should do comedy like beforehand. And I was like. <laughs> yeah. Can I say something with this? Yeah. yeah so yeah. you say in your book that like the first rule of comedy is always accept a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That well, obviously you say it jokingly. I feel like it's the exact opposite. Really? Like always say no, especially if there's no like mic, stage, <laughs> lighting. 
Yeah. You, they're just like, hey, in your book, they're like, do you want to do comedy before this drum circle? And you're yeah. like, yeah, sure. Yeah. See, I had the opposite approach because I was always like, huh, well, this will be terrible, but it'll be interesting at least. And like, I don't know. Well, so I mean, it's good for your book. Yeah. And good story. Uh, I don't know if I said that into the mic, but <laughs> good for your book. <laughs> yeah. So... So the guy who was like leading the drum circle, super hot, by the way. Um, All right. And as drum circle leaders usually are. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> yeah, he had that like vibe about him. You can't like, get away with a drum circle if you're ugly. I mean, that's. Yeah. yeah no shirt on. He was wearing a shirt, but I wish he hadn't been. So. Long hair. Yeah, you gotta be long. You it's can't be a bald no, drum circle. Leader. You, can't be a bald. <laughs> you can't be balding. You can be balding. shaved off, but you can't yeah. have yeah. like right. You can have a cool sh- maybe. You can't have male male p- pattern baldness <laughs> <laughs> and lead a drum circle. No, I get that circle going. Yeah, no, I feel no like one's long. jumping in that <laughs> circle. Yeah. Um, I feel like he had a normal haircut. Actually, right. sorry to disappoint, but uh, yeah. So I was like talking to him after the show, and he was like telling me about his background, and it, he had like. One grandparent from Iran, one grandparent from Kazakhstan, one grandparent from China, like the Uyghur. Um, they were Uyghur. And then he was like, and then, you know, my fourth grandparent was a mountain Jew. And I was like, <laughs> what? He was like, you don't know what a mountain Jew is? Maybe this is just very widely known in Central Asia. But I was like, no, <laughs> I've never heard of that before. And he was like, okay, well, I'm one. And then <laughs> end of conversation. Like, oh. And I could have Googled it. I Maybe that's you, Cam. Maybe you come from a long line. I mean, I do like to ski. Yeah. And, maybe that's and my what Teddy is. is a really good ah. climber. He's really good at climbing camp, so maybe mm. we're mountain juice. Maybe. So you don't know what it is? No. But I feel like we could easily <laughs> Google this question. We I will, probably should. We'll look it up and get we'll get back. We'll okay. do a follow-up story on mountain oh, yeah, juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, if we, perfect. If there's any mountain juice listening, yeah. you want to come Let on. Let us know. Incess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd love to talk to them about uh, maybe he means like I'm trying to think. There's like these like tribe of Jews. That, that like, was they, like, kind of my guess. I think they yeah. were like the only people in history who like weren't Jewish genetically, who like in you know, a whole country like decided to become Jewish through some leader, some king. Oh, I think that's what he maybe he's talking about, like Rod Carew. <laughs> yeah. No, there was these people. <laughs> the I, I don't know. Somewhere oh, in like Europe, in Eastern Europe, at some point, like hundreds of years ago. Uh-huh. I'll have to look it up before I butcher all the facts of this. But yeah, there was some like uh, conquering nation that just decided like it's the only one who picked us. They're really? like, let's become Jews. Wait, and they were not Jewish. <laughs> they like, weren't, no. Oh, like there was no like they just they decided. Just like how everyone, huh. most people were like, let's pick Christianity. Yeah. That seems like a winning team. This guy's very a real contrarian. Wow. <laughs> so became the mountain Jews. Maybe that's who the mountain Jews are. I'll look it up. Okay. I'm in. Let's okay. go with that. All right. Go, run with it. We don't we're like your book. We announce it. We don't get the facts right. We yeah. don't let, don't let things be in the way. You of the do story. like you're an educated guest, and that's honestly all people can do. And you keep it moving. Keep yeah. moving in. That's <laughs> all they want. And I just yeah. gave you more information than most people could give you on it. So. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> was there a specific plan going through these countries? Or was it just like I have a year, let me figure it out as I go? Yeah, that one. And it wasn't even like I had a year. I was like, okay, I want to do this. I had like no end date inside. It was very unplanned. Uh, which actually ended up kind of working out because I feel like it, you know, like when you're traveling, like for an extended period of time, like things will happen where like you want to go to this place, but you need some weird permit. So you get stuck in a city for like a few days. And if you have like a really, you know, tight plan, it throws everything off. I don't know. It was just, it was a lot less stressful in some ways to kind of like get to a city and be like, okay, what country am I in? What is there to do here? And also you're traveling by yourself. Yeah, which, which helps. makes it easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had, like, how many, because you're going through countries that are not 
This isn't like, we're all going to Thailand, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like Paris. Right. Like, these are not countries. Are there a lot of tourists in these places where you are? Some. Americans? A decent amount. I think I met one American couple on my entire trip. Yeah, there were no Americans. Right. That I was see, like, really maybe weird. older Americans who are retracing family roots or something kind of thing, but I don't see a lot of Americans doing this trip. Yeah, yeah no, it was really weird. There were, like, I feel like there were times when I would, so I would, like, come back to Shanghai for, like, brief work periods during this trip and I would like come back and it would take me like a day to be able to like have like kind of like have a conversation in my normal personality if that makes sense like because I couldn't make any references I was not encountering people who like knew what like this year this year knows what I'm talking about (laughs) yeah exactly this year knows what I'm talking about you were like lost in Shanghai because you had to readjust to life yeah (laughs) no I would come back to Shanghai and be like oh my god this place is so western like (laughs) there's Starbucks it was really weird so yeah um in like Uzbekistan that was definitely the largest number of tourists of anywhere I went they have like a lot of like French retirees go to Uzbekistan had no idea it's their Cabo Yeah, they're all just. Wait, like, they leave France? Yeah. Yeah. Can you go retire to... in the south of France? No, they're not living there. They're just oh. like going a through lot of on mountain like a juice bus came trip. from Uzbekistan, <laughs> by the way, just so we know. But yeah, it's really weird. You're like in this like very hard to get to part of the world. And like all of a sudden a bus pulls up and like 70 French retirees wow. get off and are like taking photos. It was, it was weird. But yeah, if you have a hankering, I know, I know not one, but two kosher Uzbeki restaurants in New York City. <laughs> really? Yeah, so I don't know what's a fad. Gabo is just full of facts. I'm full of facts right here. My Mountain Judas is uh, on full display. <laughs> I can't believe they're kosher. Yeah, they're good for There them. must have been a lot of Jews there at some point. Oh, right. You know? There were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buhara. Yeah, yeah. And, you know. Yeah. You spoke like varying levels of Russian. Is that? Or you spoke yeah. a little bit when you got there and you got better or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got there and I like, I mean, to say I spoke a little is like really generous. Like I was on the plane to Kazakhstan and I realized like I had been studying Russian like for like an hour a day, like before work for the month before I left for this trip. And I was like, that'll be fine. Like, cause Russian, especially compared to Chinese, like a lot of words are just the English word in a Russian accent. So Hello. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how you say hi in Russian. A lot of your listeners probably don't know that. But yeah, I was on the plane and we I have was... a lot of Russian listeners actually. <laughs> we, we have a lot of robot listeners. Yeah. So. yeah oh, those Russian are the best kind. They're mostly they Russian. Great reviews. Yeah. Um, no, so yeah, I'm on the plane and I realized like I didn't know how to say like I don't speak Russian. Um, you know, I didn't know how to say like basic food. I didn't know how to say like water, uh, stuff like that. But I knew how to say weirdly um, apple. Like you know how any like language textbook what they teach you first is not always like what you're gonna use every day. So yeah, it was the first few days. It was a lot of pantomiming and like a lot of panicking. And then I feel like you just like hit a point where you've embarrassed yourself so much that you're just like, well, I'm over this. And then you don't care anymore. Yeah, you you know, you're like, I would sometimes like try to, <laughs> I would have to like pantomime what different types of meat were by like doing the animals. <laughs> and yeah, I just you just like get used to it. You're like, okay, it's time for me to be a chicken and then a cow and then a pig and see which one this is. Do they all speak Russian in all these Uzbekistan, all these countries? So it's so weird. The older generation like all speaks Russian because it was the Soviet Union. Um, 
and in most places, the younger generation does too, but often like not as well. So it was a totally bizarre experience because if I needed to find someone who I could like communicate with, normally you like look for someone young and you're like, that person will speak English. But I would have to do the opposite. I would like look for old people and be like, do you speak Russian? Uh-huh. Um because younger people's Russian was like yeah, like they were they weren't always like being taught it in school, um, and no one spoke mm. English. I mean, well, if you're gonna learn a second language, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and what did they think of you as an American? I guess these are all different countries, so country to country. But yeah, but I think just in general, like I I don't I know that's a hard question for me to answer because I feel like in general it's probably like when we meet Russians, like you're not. You know, when I was in Russia, especially, there was like a really bad, uh, there was a lot of like political animosity because the sanctions had just been put into place and people were really mad at Obama because of that. But I mean, Uzbekistan, like the U.S. Thanks, Obama. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) I mean, people would have like shirts with T-shirts of Obama, like uh, with like a Hitler mustache in and Russia, I, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and, and nobody officially, saw this coming, everyone like, can be Hitler. You could yeah, have warned uh, everybody who was gonna come. I know. You know I was there sh- before 2016. I just like didn't. Yeah. It, Did you date any guys who were into coding or into hacking or anything, or or anyone who had a Obama Hitler shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yes to all of these questions. <laughs> that was t- like a pre. He's very attractive. They have to be much more attractive, right? On the right. attractive scale. If you have an Obama Hitler T-shirt, you got to be a ten. No, yeah, you can't get away with that if you're just like. <laughs> you can just say I, it's a compliment. I like mustaches. I'm just improving them. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Russia, not the biggest fans. Not, but but, 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 but person no. to person. Yeah, they not they were just. Like, I think honestly, like they were excited to meet foreigners in a lot of places that I went to because I was like more of a novelty, and especially like traveling alone as a woman is really a novelty in these places because, you know, that's just like not done. So, yeah, I mean, on the whole, people were, like, really friendly. Uh, I don't think I had, like, a single political discussion, really, outside of maybe, like, Moscow and St. Petersburg. And even the people who would, like, ask me about America was, like, they wanted to, like, see pictures of my parents or, like, you know, find out how much money you make and a salary doing whatever in America. So it was, I didn't feel, like, singled out for being American. Yeah. Well, you didn't know. But now you should yeah, go back and see if you're like read it as like, <laughs> a liberator, as like a, an ally, comrades. <laughs> in, uh, but you, um, I remember from your last time and it's yes. that you did not get to Moldova. Do you have a, deep regrets about that? I have huge regrets about that. Yeah. I have a friend who like is there every summer and I've got to go. Is that the one that's like not officially a country, but it is? You're thinking of Transnistria, which is yes. part of Moldova. Yeah. Oh, we got to go there. It's yeah. run by the mob or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. It's like this one <laughs> tiny like strip of Moldova that was like, nope, we're going to still... Belarus kind of did this too. Like They were both like, uh, Soviet Union was great. We don't see why <laughs> we should try to be our own thing. Let's right. just like keep things exactly Let's as they are. The classics. Yeah. We don't need so they like... I think they... Like when Belarus builds stuff, they still write USSR. Nice. On really? everything. I like it. That's old school. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. We should start a rivalry with them. Belarus? Yeah, sure. Forget Russia. Let pick a fight easy. we can win. Yeah. Well, that's what Trump <laughs> needs to do to show he's tough. He can't yeah. pick a fight with Russia. He's going to back down every time, but he right. can stand up to Belarus. I and hope, then we right? can have a whole war with them that doesn't ever actually happen. No one would know. Yeah, you just put it on CNN. Rag the dog style. <laughs> you go blow People up some islands. Know where it is. No one knows anything Belarus about. Belarus has tons of islands. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like a double landlocked country. 
Yeah. Or some. Was there? Those are the good ones. Yeah. W- was there any point um, when you felt like you were in danger? Yeah. Okay. What happened? So when I was in Turkmenistan, which was a really weird country. So it's like weird. Like the president is like putting his picture on the sides of like airplanes and buildings and oh. stuff. So wow. the way you get around in Central Asia is you like take these things called shared taxis, which are basically just like it's kind of like. It's just a regular person. Uber share. It's like Uber share, but like there's no Uber. It's just you standing on the side of the street, like putting out your hand. And the first guy that stops, you're like, hey, I want to go here. And if he's going that way, he'll be like, yeah, get in. And if he's not, he'll just like drive off without saying anything. And you're like, well, I guess he's not. And he'll pick up other people along the way. Yeah, like the next person down. He just keeps stopping until he. Yeah. Um, It's very social, though. Great to meet people. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had so many conversations (laughs) with like. Uh, a lot of like infuriating conversations and those where people would be like oh my god you're 28 and unmarried like what's wrong with you are you afraid anyway that's what i'm riding the taxi looking to meet my man yeah oh my god it was okay so so i was like in turkmenistan and i hailed one of these taxis and the first thing that like should have been a red flag is they made a u-turn to pick me up which they didn't normally do because they would only take you if you were heading in the direction they were already going right so it's these two guys a driver and his friend in the passenger seat and that's also like pretty normal like a lot of the guidebooks say like don't get in a shared taxi where it's just you and the driver there's like safety in numbers if something goes we if something this goes is like wrong. a version of hitchhiking yeah kind of but you're paying them oh, okay <laughs> yeah it's so it's like hitchhiking. So it's safer yeah it's yeah <laughs> so much safer because they're taking your money them. too yeah. money is there a, there's no meter or is it just like they just tell you a price at some point and you're so like you pay e- it every city just kind of like has a standard price oh. and so when you get in you're like in turkmenistan it was like three minute so you're like three minute and they're three like minute. yeah fine three minute. so yeah so i get in the car and We start driving and they drive past the hotel that they're supposed to take me to. And the other thing that's like so weird is as soon as we start driving, we like stop being able to communicate. So they're speaking to me before when I was like, hey, I'm going here, three minute. We were doing that in Russian, no problem. I get in and they're like, it sounds to me like they're speaking like maybe Turkmen or like Russian, but like it feels like they're deliberately kind of trying to confuse me. Mm. We drive past the hotel, I'm like, okay, this is weird. But also, Turkmenistan has, like, a military parade every week. But weirdly, they still, like, practice for them every week. So the That'll streets... be us, like, in two years. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. coming. It's coming. That's but, like, I would hope we could have just... We could at least be like, okay, you did this last week. You guys just do the same thing again. Like, no right. need to no, close the fans the want ward. a new number. <laughs> you can't have the same march every week. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Tablet's yeah. taking the side of the Turkmen... <laughs> Strongman, <laughs> strongman knows how to put on a show. He's like, yes. look, the pre- the guy's picture has to be on the side of the building. Otherwise, how do you know if you're still in Turkmenistan? Yeah, how it's like you- a border. Yeah. So what happens? So, so they drive past, and I'm like, hey, you drove past it. They're like, yeah, it's just up ahead. Suddenly, like, I can understand them, but we keep driving for like 20 minutes, and I'm like, this is not right. And I keep saying to them, like, do you know the Sophie Tell? And like, <laughs> you're staying at the Sophie Tell? <laughs> no, I was oh, going there to that's steal. Like a five star hotel. Yeah, I was going there to steal the Wi Fi in their lobby. <laughs> because, Amazing. All right. Because uh, the whole country like didn't have internet, and the one place you could get online was the Sophie Tell lobby. Nice. Um, but I was staying in a hotel run by the secret police, which is another story. So anyway, <laughs> the secret police don't have Wi Fi. 
No, they don't. <laughs> it's a really, they're not That's great nice. at like hospitality. Right. Actually, their hotel has since closed since I stayed there. What happens there. if you write a Worst batter- secret police Wait, ever. Can you go on TripAdvisor? The secret sh- is we suck. Yeah, can you go on TripAdvisor and write a shitty review of the secret police hotel? Oh, or do they so many on? people did because and it is happen- such a shitty <laughs> hotel. And then do they limit, like what happens to you? you Those people are never heard from again. <laughs> can you call the real police on the yeah. secret police? Um, You know, I didn't try that. <laughs> but also, anyway. they're like, they're secret police, but they're wearing like, regular police uniforms. (laughs) So like it's it's, really bad at keeping a secret. Yeah, but also it took me a while to figure out what was going on because when I first walked into my room, there was like a police officer scrubbing the toilet because he was like finishing cleaning the room. And I was like, what the fuck? Like (laughs) and blue collar secret police. Wait, so okay. So so getting so uh I was like, do you know where the Sophie Tell is? They were like, yes. It's like the one hotel in the city that everyone knows. It's like the most famous. It, it would be like inconceivable, but they didn't know it. So finally, like they turned north. I weirdly have like a really good sense of direction. So I knew kind of where we were. I'm like, as soon as they turned north, I was like, this is definitely not good. Because the hotel was south of where we started out. And we start driving and it's like getting more and more like suburban. Like we were in the downtown of the city and now it's almost like, the outskirts were driving out of the city. And then I see that there's like a highway straight up ahead and that's all there is. And the highway is just going straight out into the desert. Like Turkmenistan is 80% desert and no one lives out there. So it's a really like isolated, deserted area. I'm like, holy shit, I need to get out of this car immediately. So I don't know about you guys, but like I'd always like thought about like, you know, what I would do if someone were trying to, like, kidnap me in a car. And I'd always just imagine, like, opening the door and, like, rolling out to safety. So as they're turning, I'm, like, telling them to stop. They're not stopping. As they're turning to get onto the highway, I open the door. And we're probably only going, like, 25 miles an hour at this point. But, like, I see the pavement, like, rushing by. I'm, like, I am not. Just jumping and rolling. Like, that seems more dangerous than, like, staying in a car with people who are, like, potentially trying to, like, kidnap and murder me. So I close the door and... Do they say something when you open the door? Are they yeah, they're so calm. It's so weird. Oh, they're like, that's even worse. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's okay. Don't worry. Like, it's right there. So they have the G- There's no GPS, I guess. We're in... Uh, this is No, so <laughs> I had my phone and I could have like opened google maps and seen where i was but i didn't really have time for that like this was all just happening so quickly and yeah every time i start like screaming at them like stop stop they're so calm and so that's like not a good sign so so we get on the highway because i don't jump out and i'm like i yeah i'm like i cannot this has to stop right now i'm screaming at them to stop they're like it's okay don't worry (laughs) Um, so there's like one last on-ramp before the highway kind of like goes out into the desert and it's from the airport, which is kind of lucky because there's like a little bit of traffic coming off the on-ramp. So as soon as we get near the on-ramp, I just like open my door completely. And so now we're like a car driving down the side (laughs) of the road with like a door open and everyone is honking. So like it's drawing a lot of attention. So they pull over and I just like get out and I sprint in the opposite direction. They like wait there. Like I'm going to like change my mind and come back, which to be fair, like it was the desert. Like I didn't have a lot of places to go, but luckily they just like drove off. And what do you do? Uh, (laughs) I immediately called the U.S. Embassy and I was like, hey, here's what happened. Like I'm ready for the Navy SEALs. Just like let me know when they're coming. And they were like, 
yeah, we can't help you with this. You need to like hitchhike back into the city. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I am never paying my taxes again. (laughs) What am I paying taxes for? Uh, But yeah, that was like then the scariest part was like I had to eventually like Take another down. one? Yeah. And it was same guys? <laughs> yeah. Because you know, pulled up and I was Uber. like, you know what? We got off to a bad wow. start. Can you rate these people? There's no like Uber, you can't rate Yeah, right no. no app. There's no uh, way to So how far out Obama. were you when you finally So it came to the car came to a stop. So they did stop, yeah, which is like what makes me like unsure. I'm pretty still sh- unsure what the hell because yeah. it's like they weren't hmm. But the more I've like researched it, the more I think it was not good because yeah, it doesn't I, sound good yeah like i they stopped because i was drawing so much attention with the open was door daylight? no it was night oh. it was dark oh my gosh so like because those cars were entering like everyone was like what the fuck is going on and honking and so i i don't know if like that just made them too nervous that like I don't know if someone was going to do something. They should have had the, I mean, thankfully they didn't, but they should have had the child locks on if they're going to be. So the good news is no car in Central Asia has child locks. They're all like 20 years old. Because my kids will be on the highway and my kids will. (laughs) They'll open the door. Teddy is now not in a car. He's in a booster. So he can reach the door. He can reach the door. And he's like, he's always like, they think it's hilarious. And I put the child locks on. And then like, I, you try to say like, it's going to, like you have faith. Like it's, it's child locks. They're not going to. I didn't like somehow accidentally turn them off, right? Like I did. Oh my god, <laughs> so, that's like, that's like even more terrifying than yeah. the story I just. But told. like for a while, I had them for like two or three years. I didn't even know that was a thing, child locks. Yeah. And then like someone <laughs> says wow, something. I can't let like kids so, do that. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're, okay. they're, but it's good. Crazy. I guess you're saying it's good. They need to be practiced at being rebels because. Right. They in might their have life, to. They might have to. Yeah. Especially when they're hitchhiking around <laughs> Central Asia. Europe, Central Asia. Yeah. 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 It's a really good skill to have, knowing yeah. how to open a door on the side of a highway. <laughs> yeah. At what point did you realize this was all a book? Or did you know going in? Right about the time she was rolling out of a yeah, movie exactly. car. Yeah, I was like, yes, I've got it. This is great for the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I left like wanting to write a book about it, but I had like no idea what I was doing or like what the story would be. Um, and to be honest, I probably didn't like know no until I like got the book deal and I was like, okay, I guess this will be a thing now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I was, I kept a blog while I was traveling and I definitely went in thinking that I wanted to do something with this. And I think like a book was probably my goal. I don't know if I would have like admitted that to myself or anyone, but yeah, I was writing stuff that ended up going in the book from like the first day in Kazakhstan. That's great. What I like, but I was reading like somewhere in there, you mentioned that something about your suitcase. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I just find hilarious. You did this all with a suitcase, with a rolling suitcase. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I like that sums up you sure. and the book specifically. Because <laughs> you did a year, yeah. like backpacking yeah. through Eastern Europe without yeah. a backpack. No backpack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolling suitcase so this that was like three and a half feet tall and like filled with like party outfits on the off chance that I like <laughs> had some fun plans with but. strangers that I never wore any of the. I wore like I went to a wedding and I, that was it. Yeah. I'd go to a wedding. Uh, a stranger on an airplane who was sitting next to me was like, hey, I'm going to my best friend's wedding tomorrow. You should come with me. And I was like, this uh, this was before the kidnapping thing, so right. it was a little bit more. <laughs> You're a little more, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, it. yeah, let's do it. No, actually, I was like, is he trying to murder me? Right. So <laughs> I problem, This is the problem with but writing, <laughs> with as you're writing a book, because you can't really say no to anything, because it's like, you're like, well, this is a story. The other I'm thing is, the way, you, the way you just said, is he trying to murder you? You said that with, like, excitement. Yeah, I was like, a book I want to. You know, like, oh god, is he trying to murder? He's like, is he trying to murder me? It's hard to sell books. It's you need to. It's <laughs> to not be easy fair, in this day and age. In this day and age, Candy Crush is appealing. <laughs> 
to be fair, I feel like the only time I really did something being like, I need to make sure something interesting happens was when I was in the Baltics, which is like Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia. I was like, I the definitely- big three. Yeah, the big three. Everyone knows those yeah, three. Yeah, you don't have to mention. Our audience is very smart. <laughs> they know the Baltics. But um, when I got there, I was like, you know what? The past few days have been like kind of boring. I probably need to couch surf. <laughs> and that was the only time I was like- Oh, something let's for a do story. something. Like Spice everything else yeah. was like just things I think I honestly would have naturally done, even if I wasn't planning to write about it. Going to a stranger's wedding. Well, this well, was very me. So the wedding. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, like, I said yes, but then like I spent the whole next day like freaking out about whether or not I should go. And also calling this guy constantly because his phone was turned off. So it was like I both didn't want to go, but when I felt like I'd been uninvited, <laughs> I was like basically stalking him. Um, and it, then I ended up going. But yeah, the wedding was really fun. It, there were like 800 people there. It was crazy. It was this huge wedding. And because I was like there with this guy that I met on the plane, and like, <laughs> so, 800 people, how many percentage of them were invited <laughs> off of planes? Did they, like, well, yeah, I was like, did they lazy know? Fear, like, invite yeah. policy. Delta <laughs> Airlines <laughs> flight 19 was there. They like did a shout out for all the different like, yeah, yeah flight numbers. Um, no, so they like sat me, or the the best man like sat me with his friends who spoke English because they had all gone to this like in- this boarding school that taught English. Right. Okay, the day of the best man. <laughs> I know it was like a really but he, the top. Yeah, he was like with the couple. The Were you whole mentioning night. the toast? So <laughs> they not the toast. They don't do that. But like, there's an MC. Like there are, is at Chinese weddings, and at one point, like the guy next to me turned to me. He was like. So they have just kind of made small reference to you. And I was like, <laughs> what? And there had just been like this big thing and like a cheer. And he was like, yeah, they said like we have many guests from like all over the world tonight, including even America. And that <laughs> wow. Was the cheer. Wait, he was, was the like, best man? Yeah, because it was the best It's friend. like, were you in the family photo? They're taking pictures <laughs> <laughs> at the wedding party. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> just like. Um, That's a real risk on his part. Because if you're the best man at a wedding, you usually don't. Like you're going to, you're the most so- sought after eligible person at the wedding this is like but i think what you don't know is that this best man was madly in love with the bride all these years oh. and he needed to try to make her jealous it's a real f you move to yeah. bring the american <laughs> yeah yes. so you were part of a yeah. whole inner game <laughs> you know of- uh i i just love to be in the center of any drama but no like this was like a i mean it's like a muslim wedding like there's no oh. people hooking up at it um there, there's like alcohol. So, first of all, the wedding is divided like men's side, women's oh, well, side. Said you're, really? Yeah. Do you have to wear like a hijab you can't even or something. Sit with your date. Well, so I'm sitting on the men's side. I'm like oh. after like oh, I'm like, oh you're a rebel, the American. <laughs> yeah, but like comes, I didn't realize it until halfway through the ceremony when I was like, like, this is really weird ratio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like on our side, like everyone's like doing vodka shots and stuff, and on the <laughs> women's side, wait during like, the actual wedding. Or like during yeah, the party. I mean, meet. the wedding is like they walked into Pitbull. Like it's not. Yes. It's, it's very amazing. like. <laughs> it's not really. There's no like ceremony. There is like a religious part that happens at home with right. like um I forget what the Muslim imam maybe I forget but anyway yeah, that doesn't happen at the wedding. They're just like. It's a party, basically, but the right. bride and groom are seated on stage, eating dinner alone, silently, while like everyone else. That's is sort of a Chinese-ish. Good time. They do that too. Really? Like the ceremony is all somewhere else. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's Jewish, a party Jewish too. They actually yeah. have the thing beforehand where you sign the right, right, and all that stuff. Yeah. And the wedding party is sort of like I think a Western addition to. 
Right, right. So, yeah. There you yeah. Go. That makes sense. But I love it. So they're doing vodka on one side. Yeah. And the men can do the vodka. Yeah, but the women, what like, the women I, do I kept Sewing? Asking. Like, I understand. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> playing cards. Baking. Um, no, I asked them. I was like, why are the women not drinking? They were like, no, it wouldn't be, like, weird. I mean, Uzbekistan and most of Central Asia, they're, like, Muslim countries. So right. And Uzbekistan, particularly, there's, like, no alcohol to be found. But they were like, they could if they wanted to, but I think people just, like, aren't in the habit. But, yeah, then at another point, they, like, pulled me up. So on the plane, this guy had been, like, we were in this region called, like, Harzam or something? I forget the name of it. But he was like, the women are known for their special dancing. And so they brought <laughs> oh in God. these, like, belly dancers with, like, these really long hair extensions that were became, like, another thing. So they, like, pull me up with the professional belly dancers. And they're like, just dance with them. Just dance. American, you can dance. Yeah. And I'm, like, trying to copy them. And eventually my date, like, leans. Was Pitbull still playing? <laughs> <laughs> I think they had like switched like Uzbek Pitbull, which is like <laughs> the same thing, but yeah. That sounds like a closing credits song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm like trying to like keep up and copy these like professional belly dancers. And at one point, like my date just like leans into me. He's like, Audrey, just freestyle is okay. Freestyle. You were like, you do the Humpty dance. <laughs> yeah. This is like a great rom com you're in all of a sudden. I know. But you didn't fall in love with this guy? He was really hot, but like, I mean, he was just really busy. We barely talked during the wedding, and then I went. Hot to guys busy. are busy. He's very busy. <laughs> yeah. What are they doing? <laughs> it's a wedding. You're. <laughs> yeah, I honestly don't know. But he <laughs> like, oh, wasn't there? He's a the workaholic. Can you turn your work off? <laughs> we have a probably, wedding. Your best friend's getting married. He was probably on the women's side, like talking everyone up while I was like, "Hey, I'm falling in love over here." Okay, um, so last thing, where yeah. would you, out of all these places, where would you recommend people to go? Our listeners to go. Yeah, top three. Give us a top, top three. three. Okay, right. I. Would or top one. I don't know. Okay. Well, Uzbekistan is definitely like, if you want to go and just see a place that's like really old and different, it's really, that's like an easy, like, it's a Silk Road era, um, or there are like three big Silk Road era cities that are like crazy. They're like blue tiled, like you've never seen anything like it before, no matter where you've been. And it's just like very impressive. That's why all the French like retirees go there. Wait, is that because they, they have a beach or anything? Or what are we looking no, at? No, Uzbekistan also double landlocked country. Oh, come they on. They used to have like we, a sea. We didn't look at a map before. And then yeah. mountains? Uh, or what are we looking at? No, I think it's just desert. It's just no. cool cities. But the cool, but the no cities mountain are really Vegas? Cool. They got like gambling? Um, Vegas? <laughs> it's I, desert. It's just a desert. They don't have, I don't think there's like any automatic doors or escalators <laughs> in the entire country. But, but no, it's like, it's crazy like Silk Road era ruins. And it's like, if you like picture like, Aladdin's not even a good reference point, but like it, it's just like very cool Central Asian, super old, got it, and beautifully preserved. Um, so that's really cool. And then Belarus is probably like my favorite place to go in Eastern Europe because it's also like people say it's like where you should go if you want to see what life was like in the Soviet Union because it hasn't really changed that much, unfortunately. Still, yeah, okay. they're like still like if you want to wait in like a bread line and yeah, well they've gotten the rid of those. Of oh. a dictator, but, uh, gentrified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a hipster dictator. Hipster dictator, he's cool. Yeah, he's, he's got a cool mustache. He's got. He does have a mustache. Oh my god. Does yeah. he? Yeah, he does. Is it like What's uh, his musical taste? Is curled it? on the ends with wax? You know, I'm not sure that it. I'm not sure he's, I've seen a picture with that, but I bet when he goes out, that's the what he one does, item yeah. on the menu is kale in every place. Yeah, <laughs> lots of kale. Yeah, actually, when I was he there, loves record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then the third place. 
Oh, the Trans-Siberian was really cool. It's not really a place, but, like, that's a cool experience that, like, you can't really do anywhere else. Like, spend 11 days on a train, which is not for everyone. Definitely, like, was it not for It takes 11 me. days to get there? It takes 11 days from to take the Trans-Siberian, yeah. The Trans-Siberian, which starts... And you can take it from, so there's like an offshoot that goes into China. I think oh. you can take it from Beijing all the way to London. Right. But oh, wow. Yeah. But if you want, you can also just do from Vladivostok in the Russian Far East to Moscow or St. Petersburg. Do you get to like stop at like a gulag for a second while you're in Siberia? You yeah. Like a little, no, they're actually. Take 20 minutes and you can check it out. Yeah. Or? Just like see what it's see what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. I've always been curious. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's kind of far to there, go. There actually is like a preserved like gulag camp that I really wanted to go to, but ran yeah. out of time. I'm into that. Jeez. That's where I want to go. <laughs> no, I mean, the... just because, like, it's, it's like, re when you read stories of the gulag, it's, like, mind-bogglingly horrible. Like, people in, like, the Arctic Circle with, like, no outerwear. I, it's, it's really crazy. If you want to seem good on the subway, real smug, read those. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then you didn't like the horseback riding. I was reading about that earlier. <laughs> it's just so boring. Like, I feel horseback like. Horseback riding in general or doing? I think, yeah, horseback riding in general. Like. Have you done it before? This is gonna. We have a lot of cowboy <laughs> listeners. I, I have not. I've never really understood the horseback thing, so I'll come at those listeners. Uh, yeah. Pony rides. I did pony rides as a kid. Does that count? Those are great because they're short, <laughs> as any horseback ride should be. It's like on and off really quickly. This yeah. was like two days, and I had no cell phone reception. I mean, it was like beautiful. Wait, you were yeah. on a horseback for two days? Yeah. Where did you go? Uh, Siberia again? <laughs> yeah, no, this was in Kyrgyzstan. I went to this like alpine lake that was totally beautiful, but like there was also a road and like. Were you with a guy? Road. This is point? yeah, oh. I was with the guy. Oh my god, I could not ride a horse on my. Oh, also like they, <laughs> I don't like know a, how to ride a whole, horse. Your whole trip's like a rom com. Like it's like a <laughs> horseback riding to a lake. I was <laughs> with the at comedy of suits. Each chapter, I feel like you you meet a guy in like every chapter that you keep thinking is gonna be like your boyfriend. I feel like you could, oh, those, yeah. those could all be separate movies. This could be we like option like the Police Academy. You know how they. 12? Yeah. You could do, this could be a 12-part film. I, I love Don't it. sell this movie to Michael Weber. Bring no, to us, no, 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 no. production company. Okay. We gotta go Lost higher American than American Productions. Okay. Yeah. We might be on this. I plucked your book in my, uh... We, we talked we about it earlier. It. This is very exciting yeah. for us. It's a huge day for the pod. You're welcome back anytime you want. I always oh, tell everybody, nice. read the read the jacket first. Read the right. jacket first. Yeah. And, uh... So, okay, we're gonna get to the news. Before we do that, what else besides the book? Anything else? Uh, are you doing any talks or anything? Or anything you want to plug coming up? Um, or I'm, where they can get the book? You can get the book anywhere books are sold. Amazon it, is the best place, but before you do, go to lostinamericapod.com. <laughs> we should click through our that. link we and then it. buy it. We get a taste of yeah. your book. Oh, we, my God. We, we, okay, we do We might that. actually get a higher percentage than you're getting. I don't know how a book selling works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should just start a podcast. Like, what, do you, what do you get? What percentage do you get <laughs> when you write a book? make more money <laughs> off your book than you do? <laughs> yes, that'd be great. Thanks for writing your book. No problem, guys. Anybody else want to write a book? Amazon. Click yeah. on the link. Do not buy this anywhere this else. This podcast should just be a thing where we uh, promote books. Yeah. yeah. That's the way to make money. And right. if you bought it at Barnes & Noble, return it. Return it. Yeah. Go on Amazon. Exactly. Through, uh, through lostinamericapod.com. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and then what else? I am, yeah, I'm not going to play. Just buy the book. That's buy the freaking book. Just yeah. buy the book. Yeah. Let's get to the news. Let's, let's play the music. All right, we're back. 
So before we get to the news, a couple things. We were talking off air just now about the um, about the, the suitcase, which I think is a, is a detail to your book wraps it up so succinctly because I think when a lot, when you hear initially about like oh someone went around the world for a year. Uh-huh. At least for me, I get a very granola feel to it all. Oh, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like someone going on a spiritual journey with a backpack and they're going to discover the world. <laughs> and they're going to tell you life's like so much better, man. And then when I read that you have a rolling suitcase, I was like, first of all, I know you. So, of course you do. <laughs> but secondly, now it's immediately a book I want to read much more. Because oh, it's someone who doesn't take themselves so seriously. What do you think? Yeah. It's like how my mom should wrote a book about Woodstock since she went and stayed in a hotel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I so would have done that. Like, I hate camping so much. Yeah, exactly. I hate the outdoors. You yeah. For the music. No. I Tell people you slept in the mud. <laughs> yeah, that's so is that, did you think of that when you put that in the book? No. I was just like, because it's I just instinctive just like as writing. a great writer. That's just yeah, who exactly. you are. Yeah, but I think it's more that that's just, yeah, of course I'm not going to like go anywhere with a backpack. Like I can barely <laughs> like stay in an Airbnb. Um, but do you also realize that that's who most people think of when they think of someone that would do this? You just pointing that out now is like a, an important, it makes sense. But like, I think because I like, I'm, you know, when you're writing about yourself or you're working on a project for so long, I feel like you lose that perspective. But that's good to know so that I can describe it in ways that, like, it's such a clear idea. Of, I feel like it's a clear idea of who you are and also what the book's about. And also, the book doesn't take itself uber seriously. Oh, yeah, no. I start with like a quote from uh, the Lonely Planet copyright page. Yeah, and the quotes on the back are fantastic. <laughs> Shakespeare, <laughs> Audrey doth live her truth. <laughs> One more thing I want to mention I'm in the book. Yeah. Yes. It's very Shout exciting. Out Shout out to everybody when you sports. when you get the book, flip to page three hundred and twenty-two immediately. First yeah. thing you do. There's no uh, spoilers here, right? You can read that page. I think I can pull this passage okay. out, and it won't give away too much. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, here we go. You're on this poster twice. He'll say, gesturing. This is Anton. Yeah. Right. And you. This is when you come back to Shanghai at some point. Oh, yeah. does that give away too much? I don't no. think so. Yeah. That's just a part of your trip. Yeah. There's no like. She had to re up on makeup. Or something, yeah. You, know? you don't kill anybody like halfway through this. Um, I'm gonna give I mean, away? I don't want to answer that question, but yeah, I had to get some night creams that I was running low. <laughs> You're on this poster twice. He'll say, gesturing to his headshot, which has been cropped but not close enough to remove the hand on his shoulder. That's your hand. He reminds me, as if I had forgotten. The other comics awkwardly fidget. Boom! Are you in other comics? I'm in other comics. And you fidget? That's, that's a so passage you. from the Kung I Fu Comic Club. Yeah, you picture. It's just like yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a passage from the Kung Fu. That's from the Kung Fu Comic Club in Shanghai. Yeah. I remember when you came back. I remember not knowing if you and Anton, we'll call him, were together or not. And yeah. I remember. Uh, I don't remember that specific. You remember fidgeting, though, but right? I do remember a lot of fidgeting going on on my part. <laughs> oh, like, how be... do I talk to him? Are they friends? Do they hate each other? I don't really know. Yeah, we made sure to make it super awkward for everyone. <laughs> so Anton came with you back to Shanghai, and then no, he lived in Shanghai. Oh, he... oh. no, he didn't live in Shanghai. Oh, he lived which in Suzhou, where thing. I lived. Oh. But he like started performing comedy in Shanghai. Well, whatever. That's a whole. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> first story in the news today comes from some the Daily Mail, Kaplan. Uh, our favorite sources. 17-year-old boy is arrested for breaking into a couple's home in the middle of the night and demanding to use their Wi-Fi because he ran oh, out of data. Oh, wow. Wait, that's he, so amazing. He should have gone to the, what's kid. the hotel? 
The Safi Tel. Should have gone to the Safi Tel. There's no password on that Wi-Fi, and an unsecured network. It's an unsecured network, and I'm pretty sure they're Russian... still using like a 56k <laughs> dial-up modem. So, <laughs> yeah. if you go to Russia right now and you go to unsecured network, I mean that's that's really on you. I think in Turkmenistan, it's like Turkmen. the one place you're probably safe to do it because like no one has a computer. Okay. Yeah. So you do have a story that I read in here about uh, Wi-Fi at Airbnb <laughs> that did not exist. Yeah, I like freak out about like yeah. The, was that in Turkmenistan? No, that was in Tajikistan. But Tajikistan. Closed, yeah. And you flipped out because the Wi-Fi, the Airbnb in Tajikistan did not have uh, adequate Wi-Fi. And I like, oh my god, I was just <laughs> so badly behaved there. I also like, I just expected like a five-star hotel for no reason at all. Yeah. Do, who do you complain to there? You just you, the people I was staying with, and, and like they ended up like hand washing my laundry. It was bad. That's the that's the trade off. They're like, we can't fix your Wi-Fi. We can hand wash your clothes. <laughs> no, they like brought me a computer. <laughs> it was really bad. Okay, yeah. How much is an Airbnb in a place like that? I mean, Central Asia is super affordable. I feel like I was paying like thirty bucks a night for like my own huge place downtown. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that's another place possible to retire for your mom. From oh yeah, a previous you're, you're, episode. I think so. That that move that so he broke so into a house. This to is use in Palo Alto. The, well, okay. So therefore, if it's in oh. Palo Alto, that's Silicon Valley. Yeah. So that's almost. You should get arrested if you don't have Wi-Fi on the street there. That's I mean, he so cut weird. through a screen in their window. Climbed into their house and they were sleeping and they asked him what he was doing and he was just asked if he could use their Wi-Fi. That's a guy. That sounds like a junkie. Is that an like inalienable right at this point in America? <laughs> uh, data. I am roaming? also wondering, like, yeah, don't they have like Wi-Fi in bus stations out there? Yeah, like, yeah. How? California thought they had everywhere. At this yeah. point. I mean, I had the subway in New York now. Maybe like, it's just like not a fast connection and he had to like right download some porn it. or like what yeah. is he downloading? <laughs> that FaceTime seems like the most likely. That is an old school move, though. Didn't they used to do that with phone calls? People like knock on your door and be like, "Hey, I just need to make a call." Yeah, and you'd let them in you in pour, the suburbs. You, you, you give them a cup, fix them a cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yes. What? This never happened. Really? You're from Boston, right? Yeah. Ameri suburbs, well, though. Yeah, suburbs. I don't know California suburbs. I feel like that used to happen. And yeah, I'm just thinking of TV shows or movies. I don't know if people. Oh, actually do okay, that. okay. But, but yeah, this we guy. would have people always trying to get cell phone service. Uh, uh, I guess there were cell phones when I was at the end of my high school because people in our neighborhood, there was no service around there right. and people would come up to our door and be like, oh, sorry, I don't have service. Can I use your phone? That's so weird. And you would like let them in? I think we would say no by the end of it. Yeah, that okay. seems like a loophole. Next <laughs> thing you're yeah. selling you like some Jehovah's Witness stuff. But do you think like, like what do you think, do you, like if you were a jury, I feel like this guy gets the young people on his jury, he's fine. Oh, if the, if the, if the jury of his peers is under 25, yes, yeah. they're all like, on his oh side. Yeah. They couldn't yeah, imagine not having uh, Wi-Fi data, whatever. Yeah, they'll blame the victim. These people, like the city, <laughs> should have had better wi public Wi-Fi. These people shouldn't have had a secured network. They should have had a free password. Right. should have a sign outside. Like when you go away and trick-or-treating and you don't want people to, to you know, egg your house. Yes. You leave candy. You're like, I'm sorry, Take one, here. Please. Take one, please. Here's, Here's a sign. Like a I'm sleeping. Here's our Wi-Fi password. Guest password. <laughs> Please don't hack into us. You know? Oh my god. Don't break the screen in my yeah. house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Next story, ABC News. The latest <laughs> round of tariffs on products from China proposed by President Donald Trump could double the price of Make America Great Again hats. Oh my god, the real victims. Inspired by his 2016 <laughs> campaign slogan, according to a merchandiser who imports them. So currently, this this merchandiser sells the hats for nine nine to twelve dollars, but it could go up to twenty dollars. Oh if my god! Trump puts uh puts the um, tariffs in. So what I like first of all is that uh, Make American Great Again hats are made in China. Of course they are. And that they're still being. <laughs> didn't he come up with a new slogan like 
keep winning or something like that. He definitely has a new keep, slogan he now. He does? He does not yeah. have to keep winning. If I were him, I would not I would ride that slogan home. <laughs> yeah. No, because I, the point is that like now he's made it great again. So he oh, has a new slogan right. that's like We're back. Keep it's like the America Bulls the first great. season was learning to fly and then oh. they had a repeat. They need Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm. Mission accomplished should be his new one. <laughs> <Mission> <laughs> I feel like that slogan is just really it's kind it's of served mi- a lot of people well. I think Bush ruined the mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is uh, so I like that his hats are made in China. Yeah. Now uh, these aren't the official hats of the campaign. We should. Oh my God! These are knockoff hats. These are hats that this guy's been making, right? Oh, but he sold a hundred thousand. Yeah, he sold a hundred thousand. Trump fans love him, and they're gonna. Wow. How but many I also people, I've never seen that hat in real life. Are you kidding? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, because wow. you're living in New York. Yeah, you're yeah. in the bubble. You're in the, I've I'm seen sure him. if you take a trip to Russia, you'll see some now. <laughs> yeah. You know where you <laughs> see him? <laughs> Go do your trip again. Yeah. yeah. I can't even think of it. Here's where you do see him. Uh, Washington, D.C. I was oh. there, and you'll see like we like 13-year-old kids. My mom and I went to the News Museum, which is a very good museum I've in Washington, D.C. The, the News Museum. That's a great museum yeah. to where a mega girl. So there was a bus of like kids trolling. who had driven in from like, I don't know where, right? Western Virginia or something like that. West Virginia, what's it called? Well, there's it's Western called, Virginia yeah. and there's West Virginia. There's Either one of those. <laughs> every single like 13-year-old kid had a Make America Great Again hat on, and it was the first time we'd ever seen them. And I will say it's jarring. Yeah. The yeah. first time you see someone wearing one, you're like, whoa, like, people wear those? But of course people wear those. It's all over. Right. There's, he got elected. Right, right. right? And uh, it's, very pr- it's one thing, though, to vote for him. Yeah, it's hard for me to accept that. it, but yeah, people vote for him. But like to wear the hat is provocative. There, like, <laughs> I don't think it is provocative. I'll tell you why. They were. Vi- it it would be the same saying Obama wearing an Obama T-shirt in Washington D.C. is provocative. Like because we, my well, mom and Obama I had this whole Hitler mustache thing. My <laughs> mom went over to the kids and told them to take their hats off. Oh, Murder oh Sparks. my god! Yeah, these thirteen-year-old kids. And then I was like, Mom, wait a second. They were shocked. Uh, what did they do? They were like, "We're not going to do that. He's our president." <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, "Mom, you can't do that." Like he did get elected. We're in Washington D.C. These kids took a bus in from somewhere else. They're on a school trip. They're excited to be in the place where their president is. <laughs> I'm trying to see the whole picture here. I mean, that's very generous, but I feel like I'm, I'm on. I'm on your mom's. I'm on Myrna's side here. Well, there were also a whole other school of kids who were like from New York City ooh, who were equally ooh. as shocked, and they it's were like all a- fighting each other. Oh and then, my like God. verbally yelling back and forth. He and then there was a, a and then a boy and a, a, a boy with a trump hat and a girl from it was like West Side Story. All of a sudden they just met. Yeah, in the they, middle and it was or, like, or it's a man. It's a boy with a, oh, make, and a boy. And, yeah, and a Russian boy. And uh, you're right. I'm, I'm thinking too small. When here. you're a trumper, you're a trumper all the way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> so we don't want to. Can we? Because he says we, maybe you have some context out in the world. Can we make some hats? Make some bank here? <laughs> Should we make some MAGA hats? Let's make some MAGA hats. He's Why don't you just, yeah, sell them through the link, too. If <laughs> yeah, we're going to get, <laughs> so gonna sell, get you making American Canadian hats. So yeah. This is actually good for you because they're going to be more expensive. Am- You'll get more of a great for the pod. We should start, we should find out all the items that Trump's putting tariffs on, and those are the ones we should advertise, tell people to buy on Amazon. Because anything that's on Amazon that's got a tariff, yeah, bang, it's going to be more. Yeah, exactly. The last thing I have to say on these hats, the design is very basic. Couldn't anyone make these hats? Like you don't necessarily have to make them in China. Right? In they China. look like yeah. you know when like guys on side of the simple. When you right. see like people selling knockoff like uh, team stuff, like when the Eagles win the Super Bowl and you're at the parade and there's these guys just selling this knockoff crap. Yeah, like, the- that's the Make America Great hat does look like knockoff crap, but it's like basically official hat. 
Yeah, but it's because it's just a dumb red hat with like a rope around it and like the stitch. Yeah, I feel like very basic stitching. I'm trying to remember where in the 90s you would like buy stuff with like number one dad on it that they could just do like. My my dad would go there. I don't know wherever that is. (laughs) I think you buy them now in Panama City Beach, Florida, where I was a couple (laughs) weeks ago. Last story. We got more news. Though. Okay, yeah, sorry, I'm ready. Fox News. Oh, <laughs> Kaplan, where do you? Who gets these stories? Ikram, Randy Lee. We got to fire our producer. Yeah. Atlanta Airport. Oh, this is a good story. Atlanta Airport reveals it spent nearly four million dollars on a dog bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> they have the best stuff on the right. New news stories. Oh my god. The airport installed this. Installed seven dog bathrooms, one in each concourse. Airport administrators credited the high price tag. To the complexities of building inside a 24-hour facility, <laughs> which restricts construction of the overnight hours. Okay, here's what complex. I've, that's dog- like, well, that's like the same problem they have on the subway. Like maybe the people that finished this, uh, these dog bathrooms, we can get them in to fix the New York City subway. Subways. Here's it, what, New York- it sounds like it costs a lot, though. Not yeah, to go too weird. local here, but New York City subways don't even have human bathrooms. Right. Can we get a human oh, bathroom? Do. No, they have bathrooms. Well, they do have a human bathroom. I was on the subway yesterday. Where? In Queens, and we were walking up a flight of steps to elevate a train, and there was a giant human shit on the staircase. <laughs> no, but there are Teddy like... Teddy Kaplan did not like that, let me tell you. There are also, like, actual bathrooms. Like, uh, all of the people who work for the MTA have keys that will let them into the nice ones, That's but like then there are public ones, too. Where? I've not you, seen one. You gotta be Because I've, I've been pissing on the, uh, <laughs> tracks. the tracks for years. He aims for the rats. <laughs> yeah. He just hit him right in the tail. Uh, I'm trying to think of what stations, but yeah, they exist. I'll take a picture the next time I see one, and I'll send it to yeah, you. Yeah, I've actually never gone to the bathroom in the subway in 15 no, years. That's my book. Either. Yeah. Bathrooms in New York City subways. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what kind of dog bathrooms they have, but like I used to send my dog pancakes to this doggy daycare place. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they were stay of the art. They would have like a turf thing with like a fake fire hydrant that the dogs would all pee in. And then he had the guy ended up getting rid of it because he said it's very expensive, the, the, the system to keep it from leaking and to keep it from smelling. So I think that's I, that's why it costs so millions of dollars. So the airport doesn't smell. Is our are taxes paying for this? That's yeah, my number so. one question. I think taxes okay, are here's what needs to happen. I'm gonna take a stand. This is the alt middle right here. This is our new platform. Is that if you want to get your uh, fake, uh, I have a heart or whatever, like I have Therapy anxiety, dog. so I need a dog. Ta- that should be ta- taxes should be so high on that they pay for these dumb dog bathrooms. Therapy dog taxes. There should be a therapy dog uh, tax. You're only exempt for it if you're blind. That would eliminate That's therapy dogs. That's the only dogs. real therapy dog. No, right. there's also like there was one in my yoga class the other day, and I guess like the guy gets seizures or something, and they then stop doing yoga. Stop having seizures. No, stop yeah. <laughs> put a put a spoon in you your know, mouth I, and I, be done with it. It's funny you say that because I was in a restaurant. I was in a restaurant yesterday, and all these moms come in. It was like a mom meeting, and they all had like strollers. And like we're all going in the back. They're all meeting together. It's an empty restaurant. And then one woman walks in with a dog, and she just walks right into the back. And I thought, well, maybe because it's so empty that they're just gonna let anything go. They need yeah. to stay in business. And then I heard a waiter come on. He's like, says to this other woman, he's like, uh, that person has a dog. And the woman who did not talk to them or anything goes, oh, I'm sure it's a therapy dog. Like she didn't. She just assumes Whoa. that the person has people are so, so smug. She, it's like well, me reading a book. If the balls to walk in without even acknowledging it, you must be a therapy dog. No, but just... I see, but I see that a lot. Like I feel like okay. To be fair, I had I walked a friend's dog that I just like loved for a few weeks, and sometimes like I would just walk. Like sometimes there was just no place to like tie her up or whatever. And if you just like walk in, like you're supposed to be there with a the dog. Yeah. Most of the time, people won't question you. 
Yeah. It's ridiculous. In Long Island City, they will. They usually are pretty rough. I usually carry pancakes or have the kids hold them outside, and I take a chance they're both gone. I know someone <laughs> who I cannot mention by name because possible lawsuit if I do. Okay. But they were renting an apartment out, and um, it says no pets. No pets in their apartment. It's been the rule forever. They had someone who said, hey, I love your apartment. Uh, can I come look at it? They come look. They bring a pet. And they go, oh, this is a no-pet apartment. And the person says, oh, don't worry. I have a license yeah, yeah. for my dog. And they said, oh, but it's no pets. Oh, but I have a license, so I can have a dog in your no-pet. Whoa. But that's, like, not what? true. You should read. There's this amazing New Yorker article about this woman who's really upset about this. So she brings all – she gets, like, a therapy llama and brings it to places <laughs> and, like, a therapy snake and stuff. Oh, wow. And that's – like, people will get those certificates, but – uh, businesses and like buildings and stuff don't have to honor them. If you have, uh, if you're like blind or have seizures or whatever, or have a legit reason, yeah. they can't not give you the apartment because of your dog and they can't not let you into a restaurant with your dog. But the therapy things, there's no legal. Oh, really? Like, yeah. People oh, because the person I know called a lawyer and the lawyer was like, you have to come up with a fake reason why they can't live there. They can sue you. Oh, blue oh shirt. Good yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, read the Patricia, I think it's like Patricia Marks, New Yorker article about therapy animals. It's so funny, but also like explains all the legal side I of mean, it. I personally think you should be allowed, to, if the restaurant wants to let people bring dogs in, they should be allowed to do it, but that's just me. Back to and this you know, airport thing. <laughs> airport, yeah. I honestly think that if, if you're going to start you charging tax dollars because people bring airport air, dogs onto planes and they would need bathrooms yeah. for the dogs, it should go, it should come out of your license. Yeah. And then second of all, if you're having problems, if you don't feel good about yourself, don't get a therapy dog. Just get a book, like I said. You'll feel smug. Read it in public. <laughs> Everything's good. Get Audrey Murray's book. This or just is great. don't fly. Spend $4 million on my book. I'm happy. Open Mic Night in Moscow is the name of the book. It's a therapy book, we call it, right? It's a therapy book, yeah. yeah. I'll write you a letter saying it's could, a therapy book. You could bring this to any coffee shop, unlike dogs. Yep. Restaurant. Yeah. Airport. And if you go to the airport, if you go to the airport, you do not. You know, you don't need to waste time having your dog poop. I can't even imagine right. what that must be like. I've Not never... only that, you can read this while you're pooping. Yeah, I've, yeah, exactly. I've never <laughs> flown. In the it airport. Comes for, it comes for I've never flown with a dog, by the way, so I don't know. That's all. Audrey, thank you for doing the show. Thank you for having me back. Everyone go get the book. Cap, what you do? And this get lost. Get lost. Yeah. Pit got it.